that I will tell you that something that's funny is the, the first trip that I ever took with Wendell Brooks, uh, we flew to Midland. We were there a couple of days, and he goes, hey, when did you make your return flight? I said, Wendell, we don't make return flights. We're here until we need to get the business done. And it, this is this is from a guy that's been in the oil and gas industry his whole life. And so that's the only thing that I ever taught Wendell was don't ever make a return flight because you don't ever know when you need to come back. Oil and gas today is more than exploration and production. It's more than the feet drilled or the hours of continuous pumping hours. The oil field is a group of people, companies, technologies, and institutions working towards providing the world with safe, affordable energy that is sustainable for the billions of people that depend on the success of the industry. The Oil Field 360 podcast is a 360-degree deep dive into the leaders of the industry who will provide listeners with a first-hand account of what it takes to build, maintain, and lead the energy business into the future. Oil Field 360 podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Simmons Energy, a division of Piper Sandler. Simmons Energy, a division of Piper Sandler, is one of the largest and most experienced energy investment banking firms in the industry, offering M&A advisory, capital markets execution, and investment research. For more information, please visit www.simmonspsc.com. World Oil. For more than 103 years, World Oil has provided global decision makers with coverage of the latest market intelligence and technological advances relating to the upstream oil and gas industry. To subscribe and learn more about these essential resources, please visit www.worldoil.com. Prang & Associates, the global energy search leader. Prang & Associates is the world's leading executive search firm totally dedicated to the energy industry. Over our 39 years, we've assisted more than 750 management teams and boards in 75 countries and conducted nearly 3,600 engagements. For more information, please visit www.prang.com. EIV Capital. EIV Capital is a growth equity-focused private equity firm which has been providing capital to the North American energy industry since 2009. The team has extensive experience across the entire energy value chain. We invite you to visit www.eivcapital.com and learn how we partner with entrepreneurs to build businesses. Galtway Industries Known as the most connected and value-driven manufacturing partner in the oil field, Galtway Industries specializes in developing and implementing supply chain solutions for top-tier OEMs with a specialty in steel forgings, castings, machining, and fabrication designed to exceed expectations. Visit www.galtwayindustries.com to learn more. Tomahawk Safety Tomahawk Safety is a leading manufacturer of oil field safety gloves with products that are ergonomically designed for superior fit, offer best-in-class protection, and stand up to the industry's toughest jobs. For more information, please visit www.tomahawksafety.com. Range Valuation Services Range is the only oil and gas-focused valuation and appraisal firm in the financial services industry. Range specializes in appraising and valuing oil field equipment, machinery, inventory, and property and customarily works directly with clients, lenders, investment bankers, insurers, and private equity and debt sponsors. For more information, please visit www.rangevaluationservices.com. Lockton Global Energy and Marine Uncommonly different, 
Lockton is the world's largest privately owned insurance broker and risk finance advisor. Lockton's energy expertise is largely centered in Houston and represents the largest concentration of energy specialists, clients, and experiential knowledge in the upstream, midstream, downstream segments of the oil and gas industry. Besides risk finance and risk management consulting, Lockton provides commercial insurance and employee benefits brokerage, as well as human resources and retirement consulting. For more information, please visit www.lockton.com. Welcome to the Oilfield 360 Podcast. We are excited for today's episode. We have a special guest, Dirk Lee, with Access on today. Uh, as usual, my co-host extraordinaire is Dave DeRoad. Welcome, David. Hey, good afternoon. So this is, uh, we're very excited about this podcast. We're just hitting our stride for 2020. One of the unique things about this particular podcast was we don't ever do any kind of pre-show hype. We usually do something afterwards. But we put up that we were going to be interviewing you uh, on LinkedIn, and you got us about 100 followers on LinkedIn, so we appreciate that. That's awesome. And our downloads uh, increased by 20%. So you guys are, you must be famous. Oh, I don't know about famous, but uh, if you uh, if you uh, hit me on LinkedIn, I will, uh, I'll dance your click it and say you, uh, I'll be your friend. Well, so you better be careful what you're asking for here, because after this podcast, this is a global podcast. We're in uh, 66 countries, 42 states, 106 U.S. cities. So this is going to be an exciting deal for you. And, and again, our, our guest, uh, Dirk Lee. Welcome, Dirk. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. One, yeah. one question before we go on. I always ask people, and I think I know the answer here, but have you ever been on a podcast before? I've never been on a podcast. Uh, I am excited about being on this podcast. I've, I've uh, been thinking about it for the last month, and uh, I appreciate you guys inviting me on. We're glad to have you. So, um, Dirk, uh, we like to always start kind of our podcast, giving a little background on our on our guests. Obviously, you and I have known each other for several years now, and um, but give give the give our listeners a little bit of background on yourself, where you're from, how you got in the old field, and 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 where you are today. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I grew up in McAllister, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's a little town in southeastern Oklahoma. Uh, really never planned on being in the oil field and uh, was going to go and be in the family business, which was the iron and metal business. And then things changed and I got an opportunity to go to work for Cud Pressure Control. That was about 25 years ago. A man named uh, Rick Drennan, he hired me and he uh, hired me as a uh, wireline hand. And then uh, one day he said, come on, let's go. So uh, I went on location. I learned everything I could about the wireline. And then uh, one day, a snubbing hand, he didn't show up for work. I went out on the snubbing job, never looked back. So started off as a hand, worked my way up to a supervisor, and then I uh, ended up a manager for him. And then I was a regional manager. So worked my way up to that. And then in 2012, no, sorry, 2006, I got an opportunity to start a company called Great White Pressure Control. I was one of the original seven guys. The, uh, the leadership of CUD left, and I followed them. We went there. We grew that business to a very successful business. And in 2012, I met a group of gentlemen from Canada, and uh, they give me and my partner, Jody Kindred, an opportunity. And the opportunity was to start a snubbing company, and uh, it was Snubco USA. 
And then after that, we had an opportunity to buy them out in 2015. We took advantage of that. 2016, uh, I got some private equity to invest in us. We grew the company a little bit. And then in 2018, I met John Smith's B29 at B29 and uh, Jeff Schofield with Lime Rock. B- B29, what is that for those that don't know? Yeah, It's a private equity company. They're leaders in the industry. He has had a lot of experience with oil and gas. He's, he started Select. He started Complete. Uh, he's on a lot of boards, and he's just a partner that, that, uh, that, that you dream about having. So after we met John, so I'll tell you a little story about John, and David was with us. Uh, me and my, my partner Jody, <laughs> we traveled all the way to Vegas at a Simmons conference, and I followed John. Simmons Energy, one of the sponsors, by the way. <laughs> That's right. I followed him there. I knew he was going to be there because Select was going to be at that conference. We knew he was going to be there. So as soon as he showed up at the, at the welcome party, I was right there. I was introducing myself. I was telling him all about it. Every time I got a chance to see him, bam, I was there. And then after that, uh, after that party, he called me to Houston, and we started working on a deal. I got a question. When you say you were uh... – at that point, you'd had a couple successes and you saw fit like I need to be in front of this guy. This is this is something that I want to make my the point that I'm out here for. Do you still I mean, how how did you look at that situation as being this is something I need to do instead of waiting for someone else to do it? I guess. Why, why did you take that in your own hands? Well, I had been to some prior Simmons conferences, which were in New York. I got an opportunity to talk there and I knew that when you go to these events, that you really get to network with people. And I had talked to a few individuals at the Simmons deal, and John Smith's name always came up. I said, Dirk, you would be a perfect fit for John. And, man, I just run with it. I talked to David about it, yeah, uh, about John Smith and, and and Jeff Schofield. So Jeff with Lime Rock, he, he's another good one. I mean, uh, he Don't does. give Jeff too much credit <laughs> Well, they have really supported the thesis of Axis. You know, we're a completion-focused, data-driven company, and they are really pushing that. But anyway, back to my story. So after they bought us, they also bought, we had started a acid cement and pump-down company during the downturn. So it was called M6. And M6 has a group of individuals, which is the father and five sons of the Moses family. They're known for their acid cement and their pumps. They design pumps that are just awesome. So we brought them in on the team and uh, we had the whole package. And me and Jody, we had this passion that we always wanted to be able to, to have everything on location. And the uh, Jeff Schofield and John, they already had the rigs. They already had the support equipment. They had the trippers. They had, they had everything we needed. All we need to do was just add the BOPs, add the trip, add the add the snubbing unit and the pumps, and we had the complete package. So that's how, and uh, that's my story. That's that's how I got in the oil field, and that's how I've been successful. I just network with people, network with guys like you, and uh, and and just get to know people, uh, get to know your people, and uh, that's how I've made it. So so today, Axis is a combination of Techwell. M6 in momentum pressure control with Snubco. And since then, you've brought in a BOP business, got a chemical business. Yeah. Um, so, so the rest of the businesses that we brought in, we, are, we were already starting a BOP business when, when we met with John and Jeff. So we brought it in. 
We brought a brought a torque and test uh, division in now. We've brought a chemical ad division, and I'm glad to announce for the first time this week we just started a fi- a fishing and rental company. So. So wait a minute. We are, this is breaking news. Yep. We are, this is the CNN of the oil field right now. We're breaking news. Oh, maybe the Fox, the Fox news, news the drudge the report. Bed, yeah. We need, we'll put this up breaking news. So you have a new. Yep. Fish. So it's a fishing and rental company. We, we just hired a manager, Phil Lomax. He is, uh, it's in, it's in Hobbs, New Mexico. And we have a vision for that. We want to be the best cool tube and fishing company and be the best at uh, milling plugs. We've got the data to show that we can become the best at milling plugs. So let's talk about that because one of our other sponsors is World Oil, and you've had one of your articles published in there. I think you've got another one coming out mm-hmm. about you know the pros and cons of stick rig drill outs versus cold tubing. You want to talk a little bit about that? Because yep, yep. I know we, we have yeah, so, similar so, thoughts uh, and things. Uh, me and my partner, Jody, we had a little help, but we wrote an article for World Oil. And it's simply stick pipe versus coil. You know, we've always fought coil. So we became more coil-like is what we've done. We've put data. We're getting data now where we can prove that we are just as fast as coil. And we are. We are just as fast. We've got data to show that we drill out a plug in, you know, seven minutes. We know we're more dependable. We know we can get to bottom. We're more unlikely to get lockup than coil. We're stronger. The pipe's stronger. And we can rotate. So that makes where we can clean the well out a lot better. So I know you're good friends with Waylon Ott. What does he think about your article, him being the, the coal tubing man and uh, you, know, you being the stick rig Well, when he, when, he, when he read it and seen it, he called and called me uh, Trump and fake news. <laughs> <laughs> so if that tells you what he, what yeah, he thought. Yeah. So, no, it, it, so, you know, Waylon Odd is one of the leaders in COIL and, you know, he's one of my best friends. It's good to be able to communicate like that. And yeah. because in all reality, it's about getting the message out. What is better for your customers? Is, is it stick pipe? Is it COIL? And, and in some cases it is COIL. You mentioned data and you're, you're able to collect that now. Is that, is that unique to your market segment? And how are you collecting that data? All right. So it is very unique. We're the first service company, well service company to collect real time data. So we're collecting it right now as we speak. It's called Core. And what makes it really unique is it's not the rig that's the only thing collecting it. It's all the ancillary equipment. So the pump out there is collecting it. The swivel, our BOPs are collecting it. Our trippers collecting it. Our tongs are collecting it. Everything's collecting it. So if you want the data, you have to have the ancillary equipment. So how are you, how's that all connected? You mentioned, you say it's collecting it, but is that through sensors or? Yeah. So we have wireless sensors okay. uh, that we collect it with. It, the system is called Core and it, everything goes to a cloud and our customers can see it live. We've got an app for it. Well, I can show it to you now. Uh, the customers on location, they can see it. It's just what do you, what do your customers think of that when they see oh, it? Oh, so they love it. So they're 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 actually it's say it, they are getting information real time. They you know the real thing is it makes you more efficient and it makes your people more efficient. When we built the system, it wasn't a system for the customer. It was a system for access. So we all know that we can't hire seven hundred and fifty A players, but we can get the data. And we can train them. So if we see an event, let's just say we're rigging up a swivel. And the swivel normally takes an hour and a half to rig up. If we go with it, 
outside that hour and a half, we get a text on our phone and it says, hey, you extended the time allowed to rig up the swivel. So then we will go back to the case notes. We'll look at it and say, okay, this crew went outside. What happened? Was there, was there a breakdown? Was there a, uh, was the weather bad? What, what was going on? We look at it. And then if it is just the crew was slow, we go and make it a training or a coaching moment. That's, that seems very, and that's all real time. It's all real time. And the customers get to see, share that as well? Yep, we, we share it. So the other good thing about the data that we're collecting, uh, it makes, it generates a KPI. So the KPI we could share with our customers when we, every 12 hours, every hour, every minute, if you call me and say, I need a KPI for what happened in the last two hours, last hour, I could click it and we, we, we create the KPI. We have charts, we record the depth, we record the torque on the tongs, we record the pressure. It's the real deal. It really is. It's changing. We have started a new revolution in well service. So that's, that's very going to be, cool. yeah, I was going to, yeah. not to interrupt, but I, I think that's always been one of the things that's, that's impressed me, Dirk, is, is the way you guys are thinking out in front, some of the stuff that y'all have done to not only make what you do more efficient, but also at the same time more safe, but then how you're utilizing that to also train and teach your people, kind of like what you've done with the simulator and some of the other things. Yeah. The, the, the snubbing simulator was the first thing when, when we went to our Canadian partners, Snubco, the first thing we were interested in is the technology of a simulator. So the first thing we did is we brought it to the U.S. We were the first company in the U.S. to have a, a snubbing simulator. We bring that snubbing simulator in, we train our people. And the other thing we would do is we would take it and take it to our, to our customers. And so when, when a job would call in, it would be a, a real high profile job. We could actually do that job in front of our customers with the operator or the supervisor. We could do it three or four or five, 10 times, whatever they want us to do it. So when it's, when it's real high profile, we prove to them we can do it. They sign off on it and then we go do the job. Nobody knows you're there. You just get it finished. You go to the next job. The simulator also trained our people. So snubbing can be very dangerous. So to, in order for you to become an operator and move up, you have to. You would have to be an operator or a hand for years. Well, with the simulator, when they had time off, they could go in there and do training. It made us so much better as a snubbing industry. It changed the way people looked at snubbing. Well, you're bringing up a couple interesting points here because, you know, you mentioned you've been in the business 25 years. That's long enough to know what's going on, but it's short enough that you still got a long runway in front of you to mm -hmm. to do this for as long as you want to do this. You live in Longview. By the way, that's where I was born. So I got that. We got that together. But I live in Houston and everything they talk about in Houston right now, it's all about this transition, whatever transition it is, whether it be data transition, energy transition, ESG, it is the focus of everyone in the area and really ultimately the energy business. So I'm hearing you say things that don't sound historically like the business was run. And I'm just wondering, like, how much focus are you doing this because you're being pushed or are you doing this because you're finally seeing technologies match up with ideas you've had? How did, how did all of this really flip for you? So we've had this dream or this thesis for a long time. We just had to have the people and the investors that had the same vision. And, and the industry is ready for it. They've been ready for it. And we are game changer. Like I told you, we are starting a new revolution in well service. That's having data and being able to show the customer that, hey, man, you know, used to we would go and we'd drill a plug. 
when we'd drill this plug, we would wait an hour a- after to, to clean up the well. Well, you don't have to do that with data. You can tell that the torque's good, the returns are good, tell the pump pressure's good. You can tell that you had re- good rate of penetration. So instead of taking an hour there, it takes 15 minutes. All right, so let me ask you that then. How long ago was it taking an hour versus now it's taking 15 minutes? Is that a 10-year-old, 20-year-old year? Or is that, I mean, how quickly has that transition happened? It's happening right now. It's never happened before. Oh, so we, now. So so we just now are getting and picking up the data. This this is, for the last eight months, we have got our, our, our system in place collecting data. You know, we want to be the first company that says, we're going to go and bid a job plug to plug. I want to be able to go out there and say, I want to turnkey this. I want to be able to take take this job and I can tell you how many how many days or I'm just going to tell you it's going to cost this amount of money to drill out 60 plugs. Give me the well. And I will be able to do that in less time than my competitors because they ain't got the data. So in this they, environment, they have to wait for that hour where you can wait 15 minutes. So in this environment, so in this environment, I think today's, you know, we all know that the oil field has changed, right? We think that uh, it's going to come back. Well, I don't think that. I think this is the new norm. I agree with you. Agree. I think that your customers are going to want more value. They're going to want you to, to perform better. And they want it throughout the whole job, not just your service line. So all the information we can give them is a game changer. I think what's been fascinating to see is been talking about this and you've showed me data that you're collecting and specifically on a plug by plug basis, what your mill out time is and how certain plugs are taking you longer than others. And uh, which is fascinating and interesting information to give back to an operator. But also what you're telling me, your crews are learning from this. They're comparing each other in terms of how they're performing one crew's performing compared to the next crew, figuring out, okay, these guys are outperforming me. How do I get better? What were you doing that I wasn't doing over here, which I think is kind of fascinating. Yeah, yeah that's that was the beginning of it, right? Was We wanted to make our people efficient. We wanted to make people com- really compete against each other. That's the way we are programmed, to compete. So when our guys see that Rig 53 is doing better than Rig 54, it automatically makes – Rig 54, step up the game. They're looking to see, okay, why did it take us 15 more minutes on that plug? And it's, it's got our whole team, our whole team every day. We have core sitting on the wall. So it, it is a game changer, and it does make people step up the plugs. So, so the other thing we do, so the plugs that are out there, so we track every, every name plug that there is. We know which plugs are the best. We get to give that to our customers. We know which tools work the best. We track it. We even know which company men do the best job. So it's a game changer, guys. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting, kind of what you're able to do, you know, just for the audience's purpose. Maybe you can tell tell them specifically what you do, because for those that are not necessarily familiar with Axis, break it down real quick in terms of when you're talking about drilling out plugs, what are you drilling out plugs for, et cetera? I yeah, mean, so, I know, but it, so we, we are a completion focused company. And what we do is at, after the frack, they frack the, all the zones. There's, there's plugs in the wellbore, and somebody has to go in and drill them out. So we go in and we drill the plugs, each plug individually, till we finish every one of them. Sometimes we do it under pressure. Sometimes the well doesn't have pressure. And if it does have pressure, we rig up a snubbing unit. We drill all the plugs. We come out of the hole, and the well can be put on production. 
So it's part of the process of putting a whale on production. What won't be visible to the audience listening to this is your body language when you talk about this. Mm -hmm. And I, I really want to just explain, this is clearly a passion. You're not doing this because someone's paying you to do this. You are passionate about this transition, this, this opportunity. I mean, can you just explain that a little bit? I mean, where is this coming from? Because you can feel how excited yeah, you are. So it's been a dream of me and my team. We've wanted to do this forever and we want to leave a mark on the oil field, right? I want to be able to say that Axis or Dirk or Jody or Troy or Eric, somebody in our team made a difference in the completion business. So that's, that's what it's all about. I, I wake up every morning excited about CORE to tell the story. Uh, I call these guys every day. I call every, all, my whole team every day. Uh, I mean, I know that's part of being a leader right. is communication. But these guys, my team, it's, the reason I have the passion is I have the team that's, been, that's bought in to, to core. Who, who, do you, to, who do you have in the room here with you today? So, so I got Troy LeBlanc, which uh, he is the, the brains of this uh, core. And I have my main man, uh, Eric Coleman. And uh, he's the guy that, that's the sale. He's the, the leader in the sales division. He's the vice president. And these are my, these are my buddies. These how how big of a company is Axis? How many people work for you guys? So we have about 750 employees. Oh, man. Okay. And we're growing every day. So that's one thing. If you heard, I have added three new service lines this year. And, yeah. and I don't remember what the date is, but look at the date, guys. We're still in February. That's it. <laughs> you just don't know what Axis is going to do. Hey, I'm adding equipment right now. We're, we're redoing rigs. We're stretching rigs. You want to buy a podcast? Hey, if oil and gas gets back up, I might invest. Okay. <laughs> How much you have in your pocket? Yeah, not much. <laughs> Well, no, I think that's that's important. I think I think one of the things that's always impressed me as as well is how willing you've been to share information with even your competitors. And sometimes I know I've said, Dirk, don't tell them that you're talking a little too much. But I think that's an admirable deal because to to Joss's point, pointing out your passion for it, you truly do care. I mean, I, and I know you've contributed some things, you and your team, that in some ways have been been used against you got from by your competitors and but it's for the benefit of the industry as a whole which is i find very admirable why why do you do that man you know i believe that you should share the knowledge that god's give you and you should spread that and and you'll be paid back for that i mean i want people to prosper for what we are doing i'm prospering for what we're doing and we're, we're ahead of the game uh, so when you get ahead of the game and when I, you know, and you want to copy us, that's fine. We're ahead of the game. We're always going to be one step ahead of you. So I'm, I don't worry about it, man. That's great. I love it. I, I just, I got fired up just hearing that. If you're, if you're leading, you're always going to lead. That's just, it. Just keep moving. You know, one of the terms that's very big right now in really all of oil and gas and energy business is the term ESG. Mm -hmm. uh, you're obviously familiar with this, but you're a private company. Uh, can you comment on what, that means to you both as a leader, how, are, how do you think it's going to affect you as a company? And, and what does that look like to you going forward? You know, that's a, that's a subject that's, that's just now coming up in the private sector. Uh, we do have our eye on it. I know it's very important to our industry, the carbon footprint. And it's something that we as a company are going to have to set policies. We're going to get to that standard. We want to be leaders in the service line, in a uh, private service line. We want to be leaders in that. So, matter of fact, Eric, this weekend, sent me a text. Hey, Dirk, 
We need to start thinking about this. There's a tool company that just announced and uh, seen David said, hey, good job on that, I think, on, on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, on Iran's deal. Yep. Yeah. So we're definitely going to keep our eye on it, and we're going to do what it takes to be leaders in the carbon uh, footprint. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I think the interesting thing for you guys, and as I've told a lot of people, you know, we've, we've formed this Energy ESG Council to make sure everybody's getting on the same page, but... I think a lot of companies are doing the right things. And, you know, I think that, you know, from my perspective, the governance is there in your business because not only are you paying to financial performance, but you're also paying attention to performance metrics that a lot of folks aren't paying attention to. And so you have this ability to kind of drive the ship based on this real-time feedback you're getting as to, where do we need to improve? Where do we need to train people? Which kind of ties into the social aspect. What are we doing to empower our folks, provide jobs, uh, socioeconomic benefit, and kind of like what Ann was talking about with her population in, in what she's trying to do to develop her people and make them more uh, aware of what they're doing, what the mission is, what the objectives are. And from the environmental perspective, I mean, look, everybody can always look to improve the way they're doing things, but by you focusing on efficiency, you, when you're talking about mobe and demobe time and then time on location, doing what you do, the fact you're taking days out of what used to take longer than it did because you've got data to keep pushing through, you're reducing the carbon footprint associated with bringing that well on production. So yeah. these are all things that I think a lot of companies are doing. And then the stuff you do in your communities that you not only live in, but also you operate in. I know what you guys have done. Obviously, everybody could do more, that the, you know, depending upon whatever that is, whether that's, you know, helping with nonprofits that, that, you know, benefit the community or helping invest in some infrastructure projects. I mean, the oil and gas industry has done a great job in that regard. And I don't think it's going to be too difficult for you guys to, to put out the information that folks want to know about. And it's, you know, everybody's trying to make this a lot more, difficult than it really is, but investors just want to understand, is this a good investment? Do they have good management? Are they socially responsible? And are they good stewards in the environment? And I think you guys are going to be able to tell a good story there. But anyways, all that said, one of the things that Josh and I always like to ask our guests, we have them on here, is there any, is there any advice that you would give anybody that, uh, that you would have liked to have had years ago that from your experience and everything you know i have a really 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 good uh, mentor and my mentor is wendell brooks and you know he has he has taught me so much w uh, wendell he's the chairman of the he's company the right chairman now. of the company okay. he was the former c ceo and he stepped down and uh, gave me the opportunity to to fill his shoes and it's some big shoes to fill but that man has been uh my mentor and you know, one thing I would always tell somebody that's getting ready to step into a different position or it don't matter whether it's the CEO position, a manager's position, or just being a, a supervisor, I would tell you to always treat people with respect, would tell you to communicate with your people, would tell you to just be yourself, listen to what's going on. I would tell you to always be traveling. Go see your people. Go see what's going on. And even when you don't know why when you're traveling, you'll find out when you get there. And you'll learn so much. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're talking to the mechanic, 
to the welder, to the guy that cleans. You'll find out what's going on with your business. So always, always talk to your people. So speaking of your people, you got a guy named Nick York, Mm -hmm. who I've never met Nick. Uh, He's met with some of our people here. Nick is, for those of you who don't know, uh, what, what does Nick do for you? So he's he's in the pumping division. He's a supervisor on the pumping division. Okay. So Nick is also a master at LinkedIn. Yeah. Are you aware of this? I, I didn't know he's a master, but I see him all the time. He got lots of likes. <laughs> so so me and Nick go back years. So Nick worked, but well, I used to be in well control. And I've seen Nick. He worked for Halliburton. I met him out on location. And then when we started Great White, he came to work for me and he ran our nitrogen department. And so we have a, a long relationship with, with Nick. He's a good guy. He knows his business. His father knows the business. His father uh, is in the testing business and he's in the acid business. Well, one of the reasons I, I wanted to bring up his name is he has done such a good job on social media. And that leads me to, to when you talk about going out to the field and talking to people, how are you getting that message out? Are you using new technologies, obviously you're using them in the business. Are you using the new technologies to get your message out? And do you see that as a benefit for your type of niche business? Yeah. So to get messages out, of course, we have a, a safety program, uh, iScout that we can, we can send messages out. We also, we use, we use teams to talk on our meetings. Uh, we, we also, we know the emails don't work anymore. So we text, we text our employees all the time. I really stress for all of my, my, my managers to get in the field and create that culture. When, when you come and hire on with us, uh, I try to come to new hire orientation. And I try to come in and I tell the, tell the team that, that the culture here is a family culture. And I tell them that they can have a career here. I tell them that this is a Christian-based company. And that every evening and every morning, Dirk Lee is going to say a prayer for you. And if they pray, I want them to pray for Axis and for me. That's the culture. And that's, that's, that's how we communicate through our people. That is excellent. That is, see, again, we, you know, we, we talked about this podcast. This, this podcast is designed for the people listening to it. It's designed for people that may not hear stories like that. As we mentioned, they're not going to get a lunch or a dinner with you or time. I mean, I'm, although you did say if they find you on LinkedIn, you're going to be friends. So that's it. Get that's ready it. for that. But no, I mean, th- these are just the kind of stories. I, the passion just exudes. You can feel it. I hope the audience can feel it as well. Uh, I, I love the question that uh, David asked about the advice. I, I think it's sound advice as well. Is there anything else before that you want to? Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to say, you know, I listened to your, your last podcast with Ann Fox and she had got on there and said that, you know, this is an industry where you don't have to, to, to graduate from Harvard to be where you're at. And, and I'm an example of that. I'm just a, a boy that grew up in, in Oklahoma and worked hard and got around the right people, formed the right teams and made it. And if you're getting ready to get in the oil and gas industry, there is an opportunity to do whatever you want. So, I just want people to know that. I want hands to know if there's any of hands, any of my hands listening. It's the truth. You can be whatever you want in the oil and gas industry. It's it's still one of them industries that you can do that. Love it. You have anything else, David? No, I'm just glad to have you here. I always love talking to you, Dark, and appreciate you being here and taking the time. Hey, welcome. I appreciate you guys. Before we we get wrapped up here, I, I always 
want to, I'm not sure if people want to talk about certain things with their family, but you know, you mentioned a lot of things about the business and it's very passionate about this. The team, I mean, David had a question off air uh, about your wife and you, I mean, can you expand upon that if you'd like to about what does that do for you in the business? Yeah. So, so my wife has been a big, big help in this company. She's a patient woman. Yeah. She's very patient. (laughs) And you know, you know, I told you that we started a a couple of companies. She's been with me since cut pressure control. She was the secretary at Snubco. Now she's the HR uh, or payroll person at Axis. So she has been with me the whole time. And, you know, I travel all the time. I mean, this weekend, I, I left on Sunday morning. I traveled to uh, Midland, Odessa to deliver a truck for our new fishing and rental company. I, I left. My kids were sick. I left her. And she, she doesn't worry about it. She knows what we've got to do to make access where we're at or make access good. So uh, it's all about the family. It's all about if you really want to be a good leader, you got to have a good family relationship. You got to have a good relationship at the house. And I will tell you that something that's funny is the, the first trip that I ever took with Wendell Brooks, uh, we flew to Midland and we were there a couple of days and he goes, Hey, when did you make your return flight? I said, Wendell, we don't make return flights. We're here until we need to get the business done. And it, it, this, is, this is from a guy that's been in the oil and gas industry his whole life. And so that's the only thing that I ever taught Wendell was don't ever make a return flight because you don't ever know when you need to come home. So that's why my wife, she never knows when I'm going to come home. I mean, going back to David's comment, that is a very patient <laughs> Yeah, that is. Well, Claire's the same way. I don't know how they put up with us. I think, I think you know, I, I heard in the other podcast you talking about your family. Right. And how great of a, a woman you have. And I think that's a characteristic of a good leader is they got to have that backbone. Um, they've got to have a they got to have. A you know, I, I went to a, a conference one time and it was an IEDC annual meeting and they were given a guy basically a lifetime achievement award. And he stands up there and he says, look before I start and thank any of the, the drilling contractors I've ever worked where he, he wants to thank his wife. And he goes on and he says, could have done this without her. And I was single at the time. And I remember thinking, well, all right, she's in the room. He has to thank her. This is what you do if your wife's in the room. And that's when I was single. And then you get married and you start a business and you realize that at least, you know, for me, I, I'd be dead meat without Christy, um, you know, supporting that's me. Definitely true. It, it's just amazing that support system that comes. So I, I couldn't agree with you more on this. And, uh, I'm glad to hear, I'm glad to hear, uh, you know, really it is nice. You want to talk about something David said earlier too, the younger people that may not get time with you. That's something they need to hear on just your character is going to go every aspect of your life matters. And if you're, if you're going to be solid in business, you're most likely going to be solid in your personal life as well. So that is so true. So true. Great. This was absolutely great. I appreciate your time. And well, I'm going to wrap us up then. So thank you very much. Dirk Lee. Oh, wait, wait, before we go here, what's uh, what's a website people can reach you at? It's www.axisofs.com. Axisofs.com. Yep. Okay. And remember, all you got to do is find them on LinkedIn. And you got a new friend. So that's it. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, uh, everybody in the room as well. Thank you for this whole thing. And the audience, once again, if you want to find us anywhere on any social media channel, we're out there. We're going to be on your favorite podcast platform. Look for Oilfield 360 Podcast, and it should come up. More episodes are coming. If you have anything that you want us to 
uh, talk about or a guest that you think would be interesting, please find us on LinkedIn and I'll make David your friend. It'll be great. And uh, But that's it. Thank you very much, Dirk Lee. David Rode, thank you very much. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks. For more information on today's guest and to learn more about our sponsors, please visit www.oilfield360.com. Simmons Energy, a division of Piper Sandler, www.simmonspsc.com. World Oil, www.worldoil.com. Prang & Associates, www.prang.com. EIV Capital, www.eivcapital.com. Galtway Industries, www.galtwayindustries.com. Tomahawk Safety, www.tomahawksafety.com. Range Valuation Services, www.rangevaluationservices.com. Lockton Global Energy and Marine, www.lockton.com. Piper Sandler Companies, NYSE, PJC, is a leading investment bank and institutional securities firm driven to help clients realize the power of partnership. Securities brokerage and investment banking services are offered in the U.S. through Piper Sandler & Co., member SIPC and FINRA. In Europe, through Piper Sandler Limited, authorized and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, and in Hong Kong, through Piper Sandler Hong Kong Limited, authorized and regulated by the Securities and Futures Commission. Asset management products and services are offered through four separate investment advisory affiliates, U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, Registered Piper Sandler Investment Management, LLC, PJC Capital Partners, LLC, and Piper Sandler & Co., and Guernsey-based Parallel General Partners Limited, authorized and regulated by the Guernsey Financial Services Commission, Simmons Energy, a division of Piper Sandler are the energy specialists of Piper Sandler.